Just give me you, just give me you, just give me 
joke, keep it fun, make a feel it's all right. Give you the game hotel. And better hundred that I take them to the hotel. Man, why you over there looking at me? While I'm with my girlfriend. Why you over there looking at me? Everybody, thank y'all for tuning back into my fierce wings, the busy day with you, one and only rock star the mic, James Wayne, the police, the yes, 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 happy motherfucking Wednesday to y'all punk, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, maybe not all of that, but what's up with y'all, how y'all doing on this July 1st, yes, it is the 1st of July, so that means three days until the 4th of July, but one day away from the Essence Festival celebration so if you guys want to be in new orleans y'all know y'all gotta catch me there right so that's that's the place that's the move i won't be there tomorrow i might come in late tomorrow if i do but more than likely just on uh 
you know, Friday's when they do things. So let's go with y'all. Let's for the good. Anyway, guys, start a little late tonight, but that's okay. We're going to jump right into everything because tonight we're going to have Love and Hip Hop's own Tara Wallace. You guys know who Tara is. Um, the mother of Peter Guns and, you know, philanthropist herself, you know, doing her own thing. And, um, yeah, we're definitely going to chat with her. Also, chat with Love and Hip Hop Atlanta's own Cena. You guys know Cena. Guess what? She's on with us, too. So, you guys definitely got to keep it locked. Um, it's the only place that you guys can hear these dope-ass interviews with Love and Hip Hop cast members like that. No shade to anybody else who's trying to do their thing. But, you know, I, I like to say we, we have the best of the best. So, how about we get into some entertainment news? Because tonight we're moving a little bit quick since we're a little bit behind, like I said. So, thank, 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 thank you, Jesus, that Kid Ink and his girlfriend, Aisha, are finally engaged. I know they have been talking about it for some time. You know, the last time I saw um, Kid and um, Aisha and stuff like that, you know, I asked her about it. I was like, you know, when are you guys getting married? I've been together since a long time. And a long time being since they were 15 years old. And she's 26 now. Well, let me clarify. Since she was 15, okay? And she's 26 now. So, Kid Ink was, okay, so he's 29 now, so that makes sense. All right, so when they, when he was 18, okay, so that's a long time, you know what I'm saying? That's a long time for anybody to be in a relationship, so it it happened in the best timing. Um, You know, they really spend a lot of time together. She's always there with him, and they're always together, so I've got to say, like, congratulations to y'all. Thank God, because y'all give me hope that they're still is that chance for love, especially somebody like young like me? But y'all, wow, that's fucking remarkable. Since teenagers, what? Incredible, and she's rocking this nice iced out ring that you guys have to check out on Kidding's Instagram. Is going to go to Aisha's um page too? I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. If I'm not, sorry, girl. You 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 know I ain't mean to, um, but. Kidding back gang, okay? Check it out. It's a beautiful piece, and congratulations to them. Oh, so head firm. Really, really am. Okay. Now, I know you guys have already known. Already know. We've already talked about it. So, Chris Brown, um, looks like he's filing for um, paternity um, of royalty. You know, he's he's been fighting for royalty. Um, the singer has legally filed documents in Houston to establish paternity for his one year. According to TMZ, Chris and his baby mother have been out on the odds over child support and custody demands, so he's asking for a paternity, which will give him the right to challenge Nina over, you know, the support and custody. Now, let's say this, though. I'm going to say this. Chris is reportedly paying Nia, that's her name, because I didn't screw it up. Y'all know I'm a little crazy. So it claims that, um, you know, he's giving her a fair amount, and she said, claims, you know, 2500 um, a month, okay? She, that's, she claims that's what it is. But she's demanding 15000 a month in child support. He wants the judge to set a number that he believes that is close to, you know, which is, you know, doable. Um, first of all, bitch, now you know that is way, 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 way
15000 a month for it to take care of a child? Are you out of your mind? It doesn't even take 15000 to take care of the average day person. You're crazy. Mia, are you crazy? Because obviously you clearly, I don't know what planet you're on. You must have bumped your head because there is no way in freaking hell that you are going to get 15000 a month. For Miss Wilson, sorry, she's a cute baby. I mean, y'all created a beautiful child, but there's no way in God's green earth that's happening. I can understand if you're maybe saying five thousand, maybe, but to say fifteen thousand is like you want to live off of Christmas, you know, famous like that. It's really not cool because if you think about it, you do the math, people. What what are people averagely the the people that are working in corporate? What are they? Averagely, probably making a year anywhere between twenty thousand to maybe about a hundred thousand. So you do the math, people. Okay, I mean Chris Brown is making bankroll, you know, month by month, day by day. I mean, as 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 you know, as a snap of his finger. But fifteen thousand for a child. I'm not saying the girl, the child don't deserve the world, but it's like. Homegirl, don't you don't you model apparently? Don't you don't you model? Because I I thought from my recollection that you were a model, so you should be getting something. Or are you not being booked? See, that's the question here. But that's enough of entertainment news right now, guys. That's what I got for y'all. Keep the lock right here. We're gonna get into these interviews. We got Tara up first, and then we're gonna have our girl Cena, and then we're gonna close the thing. I'm we're gonna play some jams too. So don't get it twisted, y'all. Keep it locked. Fuck, I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck, bitch, I don't 
give a fuck about you or anything that you do. Don't give a fuck about you or anything that you do. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck, bitch. I don't give a fuck about you or anything that you do. Don't give a fuck about you or anything that you do. Got a million things on my mind. Executive deals on mine. Limited amount of time. Chasing these dollar signs and you ain't on your grind. You might find me up in the MGM casino in the deep. Fucking off Fetty, I could have put on property. From the base of the murder myth, my niggas put murder mission. She choosing that's her decision. Free my niggas in prison. On the phone with a bitch who can't do shit for a pimp, but make a nigga colorist. Got a blunt and my dental, blowing him in a rental. On my way to Sacramento, late night, Arsenio. I'm never sentimental. Go hard or go homeless. Really hardly a chromeless. You might end up domeless. I bet you she into me. Her cheddar she giving me. I bitch stand outside forever like the Statue of Liberty. Rest in pimp, pimp, seat. Underground king of the south. I raise my side phone up and pop some drink in my mouth. Why you always coming around with bad news? Bad news. Say you want me to win, but hope I lose. Hope I lose. I never rock with other niggas in the crew. crew. But them niggas cool. cool. It's just that. Bitch, I ain't fucking with you. You little stupid ass bitch, I ain't fucking with you. Uh uh-uh. uh. You little, you little dumb ass bitch, I ain't fucking with you. I got a million trillion things I'd rather fucking do than to be fucking with you. Little stupid ass, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck, bitch. I don't give a fuck about you or anything that you do. Don't give a fuck about you or anything that you do. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck, bitch. I don't give a fuck about you or anything that you do. Don't give a fuck about you or anything that you do. I got a new chick that I gotta thank God for. I got a new whip that I gotta thank the lot for. Yeah, I got a lot, but want a lot more. Yeah, we in the building, but I'm trying to take it to the top floor. I swear I hear some new bullshit every day I'm waking up. It seems like nowadays everybody breaking up. That shit could break it down if you lose a good girl. I guess you need a bad bitch to come around and make it up. I guess drama makes for the best content everything got a bad side even the conscience now you're drinking till you're unconscious tell me when you get a fine bitch don't forget to read the fine print life got me meditating like i'm in the himalayas keep a g with the l on me like the elevator yeah i know that karma too real so i hope you're doing cool but still stupid ass bitch i ain't fucking with you Be the one to do you right 
the morning wood. Hey. We talk, read some movies and no tunes. Emulate 50 shades over Jodeci Grows. But I'm joking, I'm trying to sing your body that notion. If nobody throw me a float, I'ma drown in the ocean. Come and take this work, fuck around, be late to work. At the conversation phase, let's play, you hang up first. Put your silly self, pictures in my celly. Well, kisses give a goosebumps. Well, that's cool, I used to do the brand. Ain't mean to wake it. I can put you back to sleep if that's a consolation. And I'm tired of waiting, so no more disappointment. I'm not your regular joke. I'll be your company. Thank you for tuning in to My Fierce Wings Radio, the Biz with D, with your one and only rock center, Mike, Mr. David Delaney. Yes, yes, right now we have our girl, Tara of Love and Hip Hop, New York. What's going on, Tara? Hi, how are you guys? We're doing good. How about yourself? I'm well. That's good to hear. Well, thanks so much for this interview. We definitely appreciate you for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. No doubt. So I gotta say, we love, 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 love you, okay? And we cannot wait to talk to you because you got you know, you got your own things going on outside of love and hip hop. But let's talk about first, you know, what made you and Peter decide to, you know, wanna come on the show just in case people still aren't clear on, you know, you guys' reason for coming on Love and Hip Hop. Oh, you know, I, I my decision to uh, come on Love and Hip Hop was based on the fact that I thought, you know, I would be supporting him, something that he wanted to do. So I was very much so for it if it meant, you know, him being in a better space, him, you know, trying to create work for himself. And, you know, I didn't really think that I had a lot going on, you know, in terms of, um, you know, what I had already previously seen on reality TV. So it was just uh, honestly about supporting him. Right. And now, what were you, like, doing as far as, like, work-wise, or were you, like, staying home with the kids during that, that time? Oh, no, I've I've always worked. At that time, I was managing and maitre d'ing in a restaurant downtown, so I was very busy, nice. you know. Um, my, my, my work day started at, you know, 3 p.m., and I worked until 1 a.m., so I was I was working and, and, and you know, making an income and supporting my family. Wow, interesting. So you made all that, made all that work. That's phenomenal because a lot of people can't make that work, you know, especially being in New York and being such a fast-paced business, you know, and 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 you know, food services and like that, and restaurants being able to have to, you know, manage that. Like that's a lot of, you know, timing right there. Absolutely, you know, and then you, you know, at that time I also had children, so you know, my sister's pretty strict, you know, the. Um, um, you know, my oldest son was in school during the day. Um, you know, I got I the only thing that really sucked was that I only saw him for about thirty minutes before I had to leave for work and then I had a stay at home sitter, you know, five days a week 
and then, you know, and, you know, we tough through the weeks. And then we had um, my off days were, like, a little bit weird, Sunday and Monday. So, you know, we made it work on Sunday and Monday in terms of, you know, making up and spending, you know, the bulk of the time with the children, you know, uh, on the weekends. And then when my baby came, I would spend the day all day with my baby and then go to work. Wow. So you were pulling a super mom for real. Right, yeah. I was I was definitely working. I wasn't sitting at home lounging, waiting for, for anything to I was I was actually working. In the restaurant right industry in New York City, especially when you're in a high volume restaurant, it's very stressful. You know, it's a very stressful environment. Mm-hmm. I can imagine because I'm always in New York. Like I'm back and forth between New York and Delaware, and I'm always in the restaurants, and I'm like, whoa, it is crazy in this joint. It's like, where's the waiters? Like, what's going on? It's it's so hectic, and I don't think people really realize that in New York, it's really it's extremely busy. Not like any other city can compare to New York, but I mean, like, it is extremely busy. You know, you know. Uh there are some restaurants definitely when they first open and they're like the most popular and they run their course. And, um, you know, when those restaurants, you know, when, when, when those restaurants are created, cause there's more than just food, it's like a whole theme. It's an atmosphere. It's pretty much a lifestyle. You know what I mean? It doesn't end when you leave work and it doesn't start before you get to work. It starts before your, the text messages of people wanting tables, the, you know, the groups of people, the celebrities that are coming in. So I was definitely managing, you know, a, you know, a huge, you know, just, just, just the amounts of people that, that I was, you know, trying to accommodate and managing the people at work. So it was, it was a little crazy, but it was fun. So now are you, I know you have your, um, like your company that you're doing media training. Are you still, um, in that, in that field of um, management as well with um, restaurants? Did you kind of step that up since the, sh- uh, since the show? Well, I'm no longer working in the restaurant. You know, I, I, always, I feel like I'm always freelancing because I still have so many people <laughs> that call me. Um, so I, right. I still wake up in the morning and make reservations around New York for those people as if I've never spent a day on reality TV. So I'm like, I always wow. say, call me, I'll do it. So it's, they're like, are you serious? You'll really make a reservation for me? I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll make a reservation for you. Don't worry. Um, but, you know, those are the people that, I've, that I have, you know, grown to know. But T. Wall's World is, you know, our um, etiquette training for young artists and athletes. And it's um, something that came about like a second passion of mine, which is, you know, something that I was very excited about because I wasn't acting for a while. And I, you kind of think that, you know, when you're not doing something for a while and you have to do other things as a source of income that, you know, you're, sometimes you're out of luck and you're confused. So right. bringing everything full circle for me and something that I love, you know, there are definitely things that I've learned being in that environment that I'm using that, that are helping. And I think that, um, you know, it's a start to bringing back something that was taken away in artist development. Right. And I got to say, I can respect you for doing that and having a company that, you know, centers around that because there's, you know, artists really need that serious foundation and need to know, okay, this is what I should be saying, this is what I should not be saying, this is how I should be really moving. It's like that because there are so many young talents that just go out doing it and they do it so wrong that they kind of, have already screwed themselves one like so bad that they need to like pull back quick like Johnny Blaze for example. So, what, repeat that last thing you said. 
I was saying, I was saying like Johnny Blaze, for example, you know, with, uh, you know, with the stuff between her and Rich. Okay. And what, what were you, what were you saying about it? No, I, I was saying like, you know, what, what that situation, like her, you know, doing her wrongdoing in that situation, you know, she could have, you know, really screwed her potential in the industry going further on in her life. Well, you know, sometimes, you know, when people, uh, you know, you have feelings and, you know, uh, emotions in a place, it's, it's very difficult. So, you know, I'm there to help her, you know, um, not necessarily in her relationship, but to help her, you know, figure out what message she's trying to, she's, you know, if she's saying right now I want people to now respect me for my artistry and my music, I'm just trying to be there to help her, you know, present that in the best way possible. Um, you know, we all have you know, um, you know, something, a uh, bad relationship, you know, I'm on reality TV too, you know, and there's my bad relationship, but it doesn't necessarily define me, so it shouldn't define her either. So, you know, I'm very excited about Johnny. She's working really hard. I spoke to her just the other day about a lot of projects that she's doing and a couple of tours that she has and working on her single. So she's very busy. That's phenomenal. And how do you, um, like, you take the same elements, like, when working with a client, you know, um, Put those aspects into your life with different situations that you may go through, you know, as as you are telling yourself. You know, what I, I the difference is, you know, someone that, you know, may have, that, that may have offered media training in me is the, the simple fact that it's something that I'm also living. I'm not just telling you something based on what I think is correct or what I heard is correct. This is like I'm, we're in the trenches together. So, you know, I'm helping you based on not just my educational background, but also what I'm living. And that is, you know, I, I think what kind of separates me from, you know, the other, you know, someone else that could be offering the same service. Right. And I definitely agree with that because, you know, people can, I mean, you pretty much hit it right on the nose. I don't even have to reiterate that, but I definitely, you know, totally agree with that. And I think that it's great that you're using, you know, the Love and Hip Hop platform to really, you know, create something else that, you know, brings you back to the love of something that you love and that you love helping, you know, other people do and be able to say, you know, this is what it is and this is what it's not because so many people have that difficulty trying to figure it out, just in general, young, older, you know. So I, I've got Listen, to we're, we're all influenced by, you know, pop culture and what's happening today. And, and, and I think that, you know, and I have to use this example, but when we go back to thinking about the Cosby show and Theo when he got mm-hmm. his job and, he, you know, it's like, you know, the, the slogan was, hey, we're not soup anymore. But what about, you know, people that are hungry and people that need to be, that need nourishment? So we are just soup and that's okay. You know what I mean? So I think that is, you know, it is okay to, you know, be an artist and present something on stage, but it's also okay to still be a lady at the end of that. And 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 you, even though we're buying in nowadays, everybody's buying into the complete package. It's also amazing to see someone explain their package and why they are unique and different from someone else. So let's talk about acting because that's another part of your life that you absolutely love and. Um, what what made you want to get into um acting? You know, I've known that I was an actress from kindergarten. Uh, you know, before wow. kindergarten actually. 
because my uh, my pre-K and I mean my I forgot what they used to call it back in the day. My my nursery school and my you know kindergarten was like the same building. So I've known for a very long time. I used to watch soap operas, and I remember just wanting to be just like that and wanting to do that. So it's always been. It's never been a question, you know, as to what I wanted to do. But it was just kind of where I'm from, something that's unheard of or something that is, you know, people don't say or people don't really take seriously. And um, But I've always known, and even in the midst of all the little girls saying, oh, I want to be a doctor, I want to be an anesthesiologist, you know, I want to do this, I want to do that, I was very confident that I want to be an actress. You know, even if somebody was like, well, what? You know what I mean? Like, how do you think that's going to happen? I was very, I knew, I've always known, and I've always held on to it, and it's always been a dream. And and part of, um, you know, living in New York City and coming to that realization or that crossroad that we all come to when things get very difficult, you know, am I going to keep pursuing this? Am I going to keep acting? Am I going to sleep on a friend's couch? And that's all fine. You can do that to a certain extent a family, and you have to be responsible for more than just yourself. So, even though I had worked and I was working to support my family, that was still there. You know, I was still um, rehearsing, you know, practicing at home and going over, you know, uh, studying, still studying rather, you know, the technique in which I had been taught in graduate school. And so it was still like a living thing inside of me, so it never died. And now you mentioned graduate school. Did you go, so you, did you go to school for? Um, for acting, what did you what did you take up exactly? I did an undergrad. Um, I went to Jackson State and I, ma- I majored in speech and theater, and then uh, okay. I interned the year after that at uh, Crossroads Theater. The year after they had won the Tony Award for Play On, wow. um, and then um, and then after that. I, you know, I, I don't want to quote the play, but they had won the Tony, and I can't remember the play. Play on was one of the plays that was happening while I was there. And then after that year, I did a summer stock at Vassar College um, right before I started graduate school at the new school, where I was acting, that, you know, MFA in acting. Woo! So, and I love the fact that you just said that because now, now people know how, for real, for real, this is for you, like acting. Because, you know, I think with reality shows and they see people say, oh, I act or I sing or I model like that, and they don't and they don't know that you have that formal training, that background, they think it's a joke. And I, and, and I love the fact that you just told us all of that. That way people know, her ain't no joke. Like, this is for real. Like, everything that she's doing makes sense, and it's like, and it all collides together cohesively. You know, absolutely, and not just that, because some people think you know acting is just about you know you know acting. But when you're when you're out paying your dues in this industry, there are a lot of things that go into that. Which when I always have to go back to crossroads, and that is, you know, we were interns, you know, and I was learning, you know, you're you're studying actors as you're on stage, and I had the opportunity to work with many actors, you know, Leslie Osborne, Stephanie Mills, Kim Coles. I mean, there were amazing shows and playwrights in and out of that building that I, at that time I'd only read about and perhaps an anthology or, um, you know, seen on TV. But, you know, actually being in that space and, and working and seeing how this all operates. And that year, again, I have to bring up Play On because Duke Ellington's granddaughter was a choreographer for that particular play. And Andre right. Fields, who also was the original Wiz, um, he, we were, he, he directed the play. And we were, like, literally 
doing things that machines were supposed to do, but their budget, they ran out of money, so there was no more budget. So they'd be like, okay, that's a very small hole. We need Taranasha to run under the stairs and push the stairs out before the dancers come. So, I mean, that was a year of, you know, hardcore working in the theater, behind stage, and I was lucky you know, every now and then, I uh, for maybe two of the plays, I had the opportunity to run out and say, like, one line. And and I would be the person, they're like, we have this one line. Who's going to do it? Who can change? And I'm like, I can do it. I can push the stance out, run out. They might want to come back. So I was, like, very eager. <laughs> and, I, and that's what one thing people have to do is, like, if you want to do something and while like, you want that experience while you're in the process of that training, you've got to be eager and say, hey, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it, because – that opens up so many doors for you. And I try to tell people that on a regular day to day. Some people hear me, some people don't. But, you know, people are grown nowadays. And they listen to what they they um they want to. But right there, I, I can relate to that because I've, I've been that guy before that's been, like, so eager. Like, I'll do it. And people are like, okay, well, go ahead. David's got it. You know, he'll do it. No, and that's absolutely true, and I and I also use that experience because, you know, in any MFA program, you have to audition. And so I would use all of the execs, like Ricardo Kahn, you know, um, all of those people to sit and say, hey, do you have five minutes today or any time this week to look at my monologue for graduate school? You know what I mean? So we definitely, I definitely try to optimize that entire experience. So now let's talk a little bit about, you know, the filming of Love and Hip Hop for this season versus last season. I'm not going to talk too much about the show because I really like the fact that we had you know, we're having a real conversation about, you know, you as a person, what you're, what you're all about. Cause that, that's what we like to talk about. But with this season of um, Love and Hip Hop, how would you say, like, the filming process was a little bit different for you and how it might have been, like, a little bit of a struggle? You know, if, if, I, if we must talk about the filming of it, I would just have to say that, you know, when you first enter something, you know, the very first year I did, you don't really know what to expect. You don't know the process. Um, you just kind of have to, you know, figure it out as you go along. And then the second season, you you know the process, but you still right. don't know everything. You you don't know what's, you know, you know they're following the story, and that story that story develops, that story grows, that story changes. It you know it unravels. So you know that part of it, you know, I'm you still are kind of like oh, but you know just the technical aspect of it. You know you know what time your makeup person is going to come. You know you can't invite anyone. You know. You know, you can't invite your cousins to come out, you know, you know, and, and film with you. Like, there, there are different, like, you know, things that you have to adhere to. So technically, you know, you know the process. But, you know, the, the, the actual, you know, telling of your story, it's still sometimes, you know, something that is yet to be revealed. And I still watch and, and I'm, some, you, know, I, you know, some things that you guys are experiencing, I would have experienced it, well, most of the time. You know, what right. you guys see is when I experienced it. But I think, you know, this you, year I was, I was, um, you know, I was really dealing with what had just happened. You know, it, all of that stuff had just happened. So you saw a lot of me dealing with it. And, um, and you know, at the same time, just trying to be true to myself, you know. Right. And I, and I say throughout all the stuff that you were dealing with, you know, through the first season when you came on it and this season now currently, I mean, you pull it through. Like, that situation right there with Tina, Amina, and then, and then the baby, like, that's hard for anybody to deal with, especially if you were with that person for 
a long amount of time, and then you find out that this person who really that they're supposed to be working with is really something else. It's that's devastating. <laughs> No, it's definitely it devastating. You know, it's, you know, people, you know, I, and, you know, I, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, um, it's, it's not a situation where, you know, I'm kind of seeing a guy or I'm kind of, I was kind of dating this guy and he was fun and we just so happened to have two kids and he just so happened to have an affair and marry another woman and have a baby. Like, this was my life and, and unfortunately I was not planning not to be with him. So I, I deserved my moment. And to deal with the situation as best I know how. And definitely. And there are a few people that get it. There so, you know, it's, it's impossible. So. Fire. 
Money three ways, fucking bitches three ways Seven different formats, plus she's no oblate But I make that bitch walk with some cheesecake Yeah, I'm the coldest nigga I see Looking in the mirror like I wish I can be me She too into me, I'm more into money My hobbies are body, that pussy's my lobby I'ma eat it, I'ma eat it I don't lie, hold my dick too conceited I told her she my wife for the weekend But don't be acting like I need you Cause we poppin' like Chain shine brighter than a strobe light. I'm tryna fuck Coco, this don't concern ice. If I mow the bowl, she gon' mow the bike. A nigga ain't worried about nothing. Rehabilitation just had me worried about fucking. Money decision making, only worried about stunning. She worried about me, her nigga worried about fucking. I wanna see her body, body. Then she 
What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning back into the biz with Geo, my fierce wings radio with you, one and only rock star, the mic, Mrs. David Dwayne. Yes, yes, and right now we got our girl, Cena of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Now, y'all should know who she is, Jock's baby mother, and, you know, she, I, I, I'm going to say I like her. Y'all may not like her, but guess what? She tells it how it is, and she gets the job done. Welcome to the show, Cena. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. No doubt. And I got to say, I love our little quick chit-chat we were having. So you're from you're from Compton, right? Born and raised. Wow. So tell me what it was like growing up in Compton. I mean, I know I just told you that I went to L.A., um, just came back from L.A., but tell me what that was like, you know, growing up there for you. You know what? Back in the day, it was it was pretty bad and real violent, but my parents still live in the same house, same phone number, same house in Compton. And when I go home now, it's it's pretty quiet. They're they're beautifying the city, and I think we have a really really good city. Of course, we have a few knuckleheads, but it doesn't still it doesn't you know spoil the bunch of the the beauty of the city because they they have really put a lot into the rebuilding of Compton because it it just it just needed to be done. Um, and they started with like putting bricks in the middle of our streets to separate, you know, northbound from southbound, things like that. And it, and it really has made a change. I, I I really feel like I'm happy that I have that that background. I feel like I could go for to a corporate meeting, and I can get hood if I need to, as you see me on TV, turn it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and listen, I'm all for it because. Let, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna be completely honest. We're gonna talk about mm-hmm. the situation, the you know, the situation between you and KD and how she feels. You know, very. T- there's a lot of tension between that. I don't understand why any woman, okay, can mm-hmm. be disrespectful to any man that they're with. Mm-hmm. Um, ex-wife, baby mother, mother mm-hmm. to child. However, we want to we want to put it in terms. I don't see how anybody can be so mad like the way that she is. It, does it kind of did it kind of like throw you like at first to see like she really had this ill feelings towards you? No. What what the problem is is that I am the last of the relationships. So he, I'm the one that when they argue, he runs back and forth from us because he was in a relationship with me. He cheated on right. me during my pregnancy with her. So of course he feels a bond with me. Not only, you know what I mean. She she's she met him with this situation between him and his relationship with Carly. I've known him almost mm. ten years, so we have a very long friendship. And Jock is one of those Virgos that hates to to ruin friendships. Right. And he definitely doesn't want me to be. He doesn't. He never wants to hurt me. And with this whole situation, he feels like he's hurting me. It, it causes a lot of you know, drama between him and her because he always runs back to me. So if they fight, he's at my house for three days. Then I'm like, what are you doing? What what, what you doing? You know what I mean? Don't you got, don't you got a boo? What, you know what I mean? When I do that and then he back over there, he, he's back and forth. He's so confused. And I feel like he loves us both. And he's, he's in the confused, he's in a confused situation right now. It's right. Sad. I can understand. And I can understand because you, I can tell just from, like, your personality with us talking outside of looking at the show, even if mm-hmm. we, I never seen Love It Hip Hop at all, like, you are a down-earth woman that definitely is yep. about, you know, holding, you know, if you're in my life like that, I'm going to hold you down. You know, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be that person. I'm not going to be exactly. fake and, 
You know, like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be one hundred and I and I like exactly. that about you. Exactly. And I, and I am with Kate. him. I I tell him that all the time he has a lot of cheerleaders around him and she's one of them. And I'm I'm just not a cheerleader. If you did something that's fucked up, then you I'm I'm gonna call you out. I'm not gonna be like, oh, you know what? You had to do what you had to do. No, I'm not. No, <laughs> no, you was wrong. No. And he has a lot of cheerleaders, and it's just not me. So I think he respects my realness. Absolutely. So now, how did you, you know, what, what made you go come to Atlanta um, from being from Compton? Well, I lived a lot of places. I um, I went to school in Vegas. So I left L.A. and went to Las Vegas and finished school there. I've been nursing for about 18 years. Um, okay. And my a girlfriend of mine, I was living in Miami. I moved from Vegas to Miami. And Miami, I was just kind of having fun, doing my own thing. Um, and I wanted to get back into my nursing and buckle down and concentrate on life. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going back to my nursing, and I'm not going to live this party girl life anymore. So my friend was like, come to Atlanta. It's like real, like, you know, wholesome and nice and turned up at the same time. So come and give it a chance. And I came to visit her. She worked for Def Jam and that was dope. And we would hang out. And I was here for about 10 days, started looking for a job, looking, you know, there for about 10 days, started looking for a job, found one. And I stayed. Then I um, I met, um, my, I have a 12-year-old son before I had the twins. Um, and his dad is from Philly. So I lived in Philly for about five wow. years in that relationship. And then when our relationship didn't work, I brought my butt right back to Atlanta because I just loved it so much. Amazing. So now, because mm-hmm. I'm, from, I'm from Delaware, so Philly ain't nothing but 45 minutes away. So that's kind of, oh, sure. I'm, lo- I'm loving this kind of, I'm loving this connection that we're having right here. Yeah. I'm it all in. So now, tell me, so for now, how did you meet Jock exactly? I know that's the question people are, have been asking probably all day, but how how did you guys meet and, like, you know, become, like, good friends? Well, years ago and probably 06, I think we met in 06, 06 or 07, 06, 07 maybe, 07. He was, that was about a year after he became, you know, went from Jaseel to young Jock. And he um, was already famous. And I ha- also have a, a side of my nursing background. I also have, I'm really heavy into music. Like I said, my friend worked yes. at Def Jam. I was always around music stuff. And I started a company called Exposed Noise, where I kind of do like dot connecting with artists and DJs and stuff like that for indie artists that don't have deals. Or if you do have a, a small deal, well, you know, I would do like um, connect the dots, put a little bio together for you and pass, blast your music to DJs. So Jock okay. and I would go to the studio all the time and hang out, and he always he knows that I have a good ear for music. He actually said that on a show, that he respects my opinion when it comes to music because I, I just have an ear. I know what's going to be next. I know what's hot. I know how to keep up with the times, where sometimes when we get older, our ear, <laughs> our ear leaves us to know, you know, what is hot. And I, I, I feel like I still have that. So he respects that, and we connected with music. And uh, we always just stayed friends. And even through my moving to Philly and then moving back, he was like, oh, you're back. You know what I mean? We would hang out and we started a little situation and the rest is history. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and you know what? And sometimes it happens that way for you. It does. You know, for you to travel somewhere and be like, you know, I'm going to move here. I'm going to deal with this situation and be like, okay, you know what? Let's um. Let's see what can happen from here. I feel like that's the best way to tell if 
somebody is really for you and not for you. Definitely. I agree. I agree. So I'm all for it. And you guys guys have what? You have two two kids or one kid? We have two kids together. We have twins. They're one years old. They're um, little girls. Eden and princesses. I'm looking at the picture right now. They are so adorable. Thank you. They look like me, boo. (laughs) (laughs) They definitely do. And I was going to ask you, how how is it, you know, raising, you know, two, you know, young girls for you right oh, now? God. Like at, at oh, time, it's Lord. like they're growing up and, you know, things with the world is just coming like real quick. You know what? Right now they're one, so they're not there, but they're they're getting there. They're, they just started walking. I have, my niece lives with me. My son is 12. I have an army. Jock is very active in their life as well. Um, his first baby's mother that is also appears on the show, Fatima, me and her are very close. She's always at the house, too, with Jock's oldest son. Uh, we have, a we have like, a little family unit, and we, we take care of them babies. Between my friends, my best friend actually has two kids with Jock's brother. So we are very, we are very close. So the girls are very well taken care of. <laughs> they, it's a village. Yes, it definitely is. And I was going to ask you because I was watching last week's episode, and I really like the fact that you know all you all you ladies are like very like together. There's no ill feelings. It's like that. We are. And even on this week's um, episode, we're going to see you know the continuation of you guys, you know, having your meet up, and then you know Miss mm-hmm. KD, you know, just kind of oh, being you know. But that's not here nor there. But I really like that because you guys are you know letting people know through action, like, hey, like, you know, men might be dogs and do doggish things, but guess what? As women, we can be a unit together and, you know, have our kids know each other and us know each other because guess what? He did uh, he did you wrong, he did me wrong, he did her wrong, and we got mm-hmm. something in common with that. So why we not do. like each other? We do. We do and, no- nothing, and nobody really, we didn't really step on each other's toes. Everything was kind of after the fact, like, uh, he didn't cheat on Alex with, you know what I mean? He, he cheated on me with Carla, but at the same time, we had our moment, and we got over our moment, and we have to get along for the children. Now our children are getting older, and when it comes down to it, like you said, they're going to be siblings forever. So that little drama, it might last 10 minutes, you hang up on each other, and that ain't get you nowhere. But them being siblings is forever, and that's very important to all of us. He knows how to pick them. People tell him that all the time because he picks good women. And right. I think that's one of the, that's, I think that's one thing on the show. Someone asked me that earlier, and I didn't even think about it until you just said that. That is one, what, what is one thing that I hate, um, the portrayal on the show? is that we all have careers and backgrounds. I think they show one scene of Katie's job, and it's like, oh, my gosh, she's a boss. I'm like, well, we all have degrees (laughs) and nurses and careers, and everybody has things going on as well. So it's like he knows how to pick good women, and we all come from backgrounds of family. Everyone's mother and father are together. You know what I mean? We come from good good family so we're not none of us are thoughts or just some chicks or some stripper that he met all of us are working women um so we really value family so when it all came you know i mean everybody had their little issues you know i mean with the other woman and you got a kid and he child support and blah 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 whatever everybody's issues were we got over them and we get along for the kids because that's the most important part they're going to be siblings forever 
our fights come and go. Right. You find something next week to fight about and exactly. love again. Exactly. It's not that deep. That's the true essence of being, you know, being a family. And I and I love mm-hmm. that dynamic exactly. that you guys have. Exactly. So now, tell me, your background in nursing, how long mm-hmm. are, How long did you, you know, do nursing? Are you still in that um I that am not. Of? What happened with, no, I did internal medicine for a long time. Before I had okay. the girls, I was in diabetes. I'm really big, and that's one of my other businesses. I'm really big into health and wellness. Um, staying fit, vegetarian. Um, so I did diabetes for about three years, um, and I had the. I was pregnant, and when I went out on, um, it wasn't even maternity. I actually went into labor way, 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 way too early. You're supposed to have a baby at 40 weeks, and I went into labor. The girls were trying to come at 27 weeks. Ooh. Um, yeah. So. I was in the hospital for a while. Basically, I was out of work for about five months. So when it came back time to go to work, it was like I brought the girls home. They were in the NICU. They were only born at two pounds, three pounds. So it that took a lot of care. Um, and just Jock and I just decided at that time that, you know what I mean, he, he had my back. I had um, disability and I also have a catering company, so I, you know, had little things going on where I would make money, and it was just better for us, for me to be at home to take care of our our, our little baby girls. So I stopped doing my nursing for a while, and maybe down the line I'll get back into it. But I am really trying to be an entrepreneur and focus on my own businesses, and I have to punch in to no clock and clock in, and somebody tell me when I can or cannot go to lunch. And I, I love it. I've been doing it for a long time, but it's just. I just, I just, I, I just had a passion to, you know, be my own, my own boss. All right, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Dave Dwayne back, back, back on this My Fear Swings Radio with Biz with D. Yes, yes, and y'all just heard our exclusive interviews with Love and Hip Hop own Cena and also Tara. But guess what, guys? Y'all didn't hear the full thing tonight, so y'all know what y'all have to do right now. You guys got to head over to mfweradio.com for the full interviews because uh. There's a lot of juiciness that you guys miss. Definitely, between, you know, Cena talking about KD and other situations. And then um, Tara talking about Amina. I mean, listen, any kind of juice that you guys were think, itching for to hear tonight, eh, go to YouTube <laughs> in the website. Again, and the YouTube is youtube.com backslash MSWE radio. Check it out. Everything that's on there with us is most definitely there. So hopefully y'all enjoyed the show tonight because, listen, we'll be back in August. Yes, yes, yes. Like I said, August is 3.0. So we fading out. We out. We done. So we'll be back in August. And, you know, I definitely want to say shout-out to everybody who tuned in. Shout-out to Cena because I know that she was listening to, like, the whole show, even though she was on it. Appreciate you, boo. Uh, shout-out to Tara. Shout-out to VH1. Shout-out to... You know, Tara and Sing the Scene, you know, for allowing them to come on with us and, you know, chat about everything and, you know, be very candid and not, you know, have to be filtered or edited <laughs> like reality TV. But, you know, it is what it is. But 
been such a pleasure talking to them. And so again, they'll be back, guys. They will definitely be back. So like I said, check out the full interview on YouTube because it's definitely going down. And um, yeah, let's get into some more music because, you know, I'm feeling this new joint, Classic Man. Because, you know, for me, myself, I feel like my swag is so classic. So, um, yeah, this is my new anthem right here. So, if you guys see me in New Orleans and you hear me bumping this somehow or, you know, down the street, you know, this is my anthem. So, don't act like y'all don't know. But anyway, guys, have a great night again. Oh, by the way, for Essence coverage, follow me in at official on Instagram, DDwayne on Twitter. Um, DDwayne on Snapchat, um, My Fierce Wings, Snapchat, MFWE Radio, Twitter, and Instagram. And, yeah, we're going to be on on those things, updating. So, yes, check me out, guys, because y'all don't know what the hell is going to happen in New Orleans. There's a lot of dope interviews that are going to be happening. So, hmm. You guys don't want to miss it. Keep your eye out. All right. Peace, y'all.
Peace world, just the love came out here, Devon. You tuned into my boy D on the biz.
Hey, this is Marsha Ambrosius, and you're all tuned into The Biz with D. Yeah. Oh. 